By the way, were you at the uh, 517 Hispanic Heritage thing last night? Yeah, I was dancing my ass off. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I seen you um, sitting on a bench like over by the food trucks. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I was like, I think that's the lady that's coming on tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I ate way too much food and then danced. <laughs> <laughs> I had some time to like walk around before the the band started. So. so was it like salsa dancing? What kind of dancing is that considered? It, so the the band Bacha Popi, um, they are multicultural. So like Cuban, uh, Colombian, Puerto Rican. Um, who? Where's the other guy from? multicultural and so they play all sorts of music they were playing bachata and cumbia and like some like reggaeton and um it was amazing they were like amazing i've only ever heard them on spotify oh, not wow. live so wow. yeah yeah it was a pretty cool event it was the first the first 517 Her uh, hispanic heritage event right yeah yeah and it was awesome they had live dancers that were just like oh i'm a dancer <laughs> you know so like that was it was amazing. The food was phenomenal. Yeah, I love the Hispanic Latinx culture because they're expressive and I feel safe to be my expressive mm. self in yeah. that community. So Yeah, I had Adriana on. Um Yeah. Was that last week? Yeah, last weekend. And uh that was really cool. She's a really cool person. You, you just had her on? I just had her on, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, she was the last person to do the podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you ever talked to her? Not, no. No? Not, I've never had a conversation yeah, with her. I've, like, had some small talk, but not. Okay. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, Extremely friendly and supportive. Mm. Yeah, which is ex awesome. Yeah. So, um, you said you are into dancing. You like dancing. Uh, you have a dancing business, correct? Um, I do have a dancing business, Ecstatic Dance Lansing. I am the co-founder of Ecstatic Dance Lansing, Evan Carr and John Love. And I have teamed up to bring our community of Lansing some ecstatic dance. Ecstatic dance is, uh, there's ecstatic dance communities all over the world. There's like over 150 communities and cities all over the world. And so... What is ecstatic dancing? It is free form movement. So it's like, have you ever heard of trance dance? No. Or, okay. So um, it's it's a movement meditation practice or a movement medicine practice where, a somatic practice where, you know, you really just get to practice being fully in your body, whatever type of movement feels good to you that day, whether it is full on dancing, shaking your booty, like doing that, or if it's just yoga, or if maybe you sit in the corner and meditate the whole time, you know, whatever you need that day. And you get to practice being seen, being felt, being heard. You get to practice expressing yourself in a community. And um, it's it's just like a powerful healing practice. It's, it's a sober community, uh, consent-based, you know, it's really, it's supposed to be, um, we really try to make sure that it is uh, a healing space. And the music's phenomenal. Like, if you like world music and, um, you know, it's, it's good stuff. So how did that come to be? I mean, how did, how did you get involved in this? And uh, what, what made you, what, how did you get so interested in it, I guess? Yeah. Um, so I have ecstatically danced in uh, different cities around the world. Um, and then I moved back to Michigan, back to Lansing. I'm from Lansing, um, right before the pandemic hit. Mm. And, uh, you know, didn't, um, didn't know what to do. Didn't, you know, have any idea of the community I was going to find. I was a little bit, I was moving from Sorry. New York, from Costa Rica. I had been living in Costa Rica for three years at that point. And you and moved back to Lansing. Yeah. What yeah. was, what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was divinely inspired. Mm. So I had been getting hits from spirit. I'm a very spiritual person, um, very intuitive and empathic and psychic and, um, I had been receiving messages from Spirit for uh, several months and about moving back home, and I wasn't exactly sure why, and I ignored, ignored, ignored. 
Um, I thought that maybe it was just because like my grandma was getting old and my mom was going to need some help or, you know, and I, but I was just like, she, my mom would call me home if I needed to come home. You know, I'm in Costa Rica. I'm not going back to Lansing. Uh, <laughs> and I hadn't been back in Lansing in about a decade at that point. Oh, wow. So, um, and, and then I, uh, my apartment got broken into and I was attacked. And so like that was, Whoa. yeah. And, and what was the purpose for that? Were somebody wanting to like purposely atta- attack you or? Yeah, they've, they've, I lived in uh, Siqueires, Costa Rica, which is a pretty small community. Um, I was like the only Western white woman in that community. And, um, I, you know, somebody who had bad intentions found out where I lived. And I think they just assumed I'd have money or a laptop and like that kind of stuff. And um, and I, I don't think they thought I was home. Mm, so, okay. um I don't think they intended to, for it to like turn into drama and, you know, but it did. And, um, you know, I went to the cops and then the, the woman whose room I was renting from, Doña Lydia, who is like near and dear to my heart forever. She is like a mother figure to me. Um, she was just like, hey, you're not going to be safe here anymore. They know where you're at. They're going to find, you know, retribution. Um, and I was like, oh. It is time for me to go home then, you know? And so I went home, I came home and um, I spent a lot of time with the land because the pandemic hit and everything closed. And I received a lot of messages that- you mean at the land? The land in Lansing, the land that sings. Um, we are so blessed to have like so many incredible parks within five yeah, miles. There's and so every, many. So many. So many. Um, I was actually at Waldemar. Uh, and I, I got a hit that I was going to be meeting, uh, somebody that was going to help me bring, um, help me rise the Mm -hmm. conscious community here in Lansing. Um, and I met Evan Carr pretty shortly after that. And he was like, I'm trying to build an ecstatic dance community. Want to help? And I was like, yep. And that is that story. Wow. So how did, have you always been spiritual? Is this something that you've always kind of been involved in or like, how did you get involved in, where did those interests take off? How, yeah. did, how did you get involved in that? Yeah. I've always been spiritual. Um, I've always, you know, believed in the universe, um, in the powers of the universe. I've always believed in a higher power. Like a God. Uh, like God. Exactly. Uh, God, the word God is still, there's still a little bit of like, eh, mm-hmm. in, you know, yeah. um, but I'm getting more comfortable with God actually. Um, and the only reason it, I get a little bit like eh, with it is just because, um, I was also influenced by, uh, you know, Christianity and a Judeo Christian, um, religions who, uh, whose teachings and, and whose leadership in in some of those communities that I was in um did not make me feel like I was welcome to really commune with God and be connected to God because there's like a certain way you have to be in order like if if you want God to accept who you are right 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 I grew up in church yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um I'm not really spiritual. I mean, like, I, I believe that there's a higher power. There's got to be something, right? But I'm not, like, religious. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm religious either. I, um, I, f- I very much so honor the connection to Mother Earth. I honor that we are, in fact, nature. Um, I honor that we are all connected. We all come from the same source, energy, God, um, and so you believe God is like an energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Like within us or just in everything? Within us. Yeah. Within everything, within everything, um, within absolutely everything, the entire universe. And, um, that God consciousness is something that I teach. I, I teach how to become into alignment with that, how to, um, how to recognize your egoic voice versus that divine voice within that higher self. I call it the inner goddess, Mm -hmm. Um, but higher self, inner divine essence, inner spirit. Um, And we all, like we all, 
we all know what I'm talking about right now. We've all experienced that like devil and angel on our shoulders, that ego that's telling us like, this person's judging you. You, mm, you know, this right. person, these people don't like you. You should seek revenge. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You shouldn't ask. You don't have needs. Don't, you know, state your needs. You're unsafe in this world. This world's not supportive of you. Like these people are bad because they voted for a, this person, you know, these people are bad yeah. because of this religion, that egoic voice that is constantly trying to convince us that we are separate. And then there's that higher self voice, that God consciousness, goddess consciousness, that is constantly reminding us to come from love rather than fear and is constantly reminding us that we are all one. We truly, truly are all connected and this like physical separation that we sense with our human senses is just an illusion. It's just a, it's just a projection. It's a movie. Mm. Yeah. And it's what us humans do to each other. Exactly. It's what, because of that separatist con consciousness, because yeah. of that divisive consciousness. It's so addicting though. Right. Like for humans <laughs> to pick up, pick a side and choose that they're the enemy and I'm the right, I'm right. They're wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. And I believe that that consciousness, that war consciousness, that divisive consciousness served us. It served humanity in our evolution. Um, yeah. But we it, it it is literally the, the health of our planet, of our home, of our mother is dependent on us raising our consciousness. Right. Moving into a higher consciousness, evolving. It's time for us to evolve and we are, there is like, I've experienced it in, you know, in personally, but, um, I've also, I see it in my clients here in Lansing. I see it in the Lansing community and I see it all across the world. I work with people all over and I've traveled all over and like, it, we are evolving. We are awakening. There is a mass awakening happening. And I truly believe it is because we are connected to mother earth we are literally a microcosm of her. And she is like, all right, everybody. <laughs> so being connected to Mother Earth, what do you mean in that in that aspect? Because I feel like more than ever, people are disconnected. I know. And I think that's purposeful. But uh, that's like a whole different conversation. Is it purposeful or is it innovation that does it? Because, mm. I, mean, I mean, we look at every, everybody has a cell phone. Everybody's addicted to their phones, including mm. me. <laughs> um, but you know, people spend most of their time focused on this technology, whereas they're not as focused on like the outdoors and being outside and being connected with their environment. Yeah. I love the positive, the optimistic, um, you know, route of innovation. I love that. Like, absolutely. These things have supported us sacred technology yeah. i have like <laughs> i have you know really kind of done my own work with technology and like social media and stuff like i used to be super judgmental and like well you know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and i've had to like reprogram my own beliefs around that and right. get, get over my ego and like you know well it's a good tool right it's an amazing i mean tool. if you have like a message you want to get out there then it's it's a tool that everybody should use um and you got to just learn how to manage it Absolutely. I mean, if you're on there and you're just sharing things that are divisive, things that, you know, are going to cause problems or get people upset, then obviously you're on there for the wrong reasons. But if you're on there to promote yourself or to um, spread positivity or inspiration, motivation, or just catch up on family, like obviously those are positive things. Sure. Absolutely. Most people don't use it like that, though. Uh, I don't know. I, I have, um, set very, very, very firm boundaries with my social media. I do not see anything. I am very careful about my diet in everything. I like I, that word. That's a good idea. That's a good way to put that. Yes. Yeah. I diet is not just food and, and what we drink. It's not what we eat. It is everything we yeah, consume. So how do you manage that then? Um, well, it, it's, it's gotten to a point now where uh, I truly believe a big part of my spirituality is as within, so without. So all of the internal work that we do, everything that we are, our belief systems, our subconscious beliefs, 
our um, how open our bodies are, how much trauma we've actually released from our organs, our lymphatic system, our cells. Um, you know, who we are within is reflected in our external reality. We literally create our external reality mm-hmm. based on who we are and the internal work that we've done. Right. And so my social media has just kind of, uh, there. W- I have done like big purges and cleanses of like block, block, block <laughs> you know, like, no, I don't want to see this. I don't need to hear yeah. your, you know, your negativity anymore. Um, but now it it's just my social media, who I follow, what I see, who follows me, who comments, you know, yeah. the type of energy I receive is very clearly a reflection of like all of the like w- internal work I've done. And that's the the good thing about algorithms too, because like the things that you like, the things that you typically share or follow, eventually your algorithm picks up on that and it starts showing you those totally. things more often. Like I'm always posting like motivational videos, like David Goggins or something. And then, so now that's all I see. I don't right. see any of these negative videos really. It, it's kind of awesome. It's amazing. It's magical. Yeah. Sacred technology. Yeah, yeah. Sacred technology. Um, but yeah, I think like, like we said, it's, it's a healthy balance. And I think, you know, if you can get yourself out of the cycle of being able to like get out of all the negativity or the negative stuff and then focus on more positive things, then eventually that's what you'll, you'll see. A hundred percent. And you know, the thing is, and I have learned this, um, over time, there are people who need to, they still need to see negative stuff. They still, there is lessons they need to learn. They still need to be triggered. They still need to be in that consciousness. They still have things to learn. They have, um, you know, spaces within that need to be illuminated by all the bullshit. You can swear. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, by, by all the bullshit. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I understand why some people are still drawn to the drama and drawn to the chaos and drawn to the division. Like they, they're just learning, they're learning. And one thing that I've, I've realized too, with social media is that when I have that desire to comment on somebody's posts or something I don't necessarily agree with or something that like, I want to like argue, I'm like, I know they're wrong because of this. Usually it's because there's a lack, like I'm lacking something or let's say if somebody posts something, like let's say it's another podcaster or something like somebody, a, a friend of mine, let's say they, they've been, they've been putting out some awesome episodes, but then I know I haven't been. And so like, I get this little jealousy built sure. up. That's a lack of motivation, inspiration. That's a lack of me pursuing my goals and my dreams. It's, it's me lacking something. And mm. so I've, I've learned that, well, why am I feeling this way? I need to go do something about it. Come on, David. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you use those triggers, that that trigger of jealousy, that trigger of like unworthiness or, you know, lacking within to inspire so, you. It's to like, self-reflection too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why am I feeling this way? Absolutely. And you yeah. are hitting on... Uh, a big teaching of mine, something that I am really passionate about helping people come to awareness with is that we are all mirrors for each other. We're all mirrors for each other. So the things that somebody triggers within you, the things that somebody like inspires, like, you know, whatever those types of feelings, mm-hmm. um, you get to use those as like, okay, I'm judging this person because I'm still judging that within myself, you know, I'm something, judging- something that you're not, you're not proud of yourself because you're not doing what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, judging exactly, exactly what you said, like if you're judging somebody for like putting out more podcasts and like getting, you know, these types of people for their podcasts and you're like, Oh, you know, it's, it's because there is a part of you that, still maybe doesn't feel necessarily worthy enough to one thing for me like in in that position um i don't feel worthy enough because i'm not doing the work Mm. and i know that it's it's me Mm. so like if i take a break or something you know like if i decide i want to take a couple weeks off and then i start seeing all these episodes that are being put out by somebody you know else i'm like man 
like I wish I could have some good guests like that. Mm. Well, I could if I put the work in. Mm. But why am I not putting the work in? Because I decided to take a break. So let's get let's get back at it. Mm. And once you get back at it, then you start building that self confidence. You start you start having that that good feeling about yourself again. Yes. You just got to do the work. Absolutely. But also in, in relation to um, the fact that we are nature, we are Mother Earth herself, those cycles of rest are so important. Yes. They yes. are so unbelievably important. You know, like we're moving into fall. fall. The fall equinox was yesterday. And so we're moving into the yin seasons, those inner, those the seasons of the moon, you know, the, the darker months, the rest, right? And... Um, and we all have those internal seasons as well. We all have our own personal cycles. They typically do correspond to Mother Earth herself, but um, we also kind of go through our own as well. And so those cycles of rest are just like so important to honor. And we as a culture do no. not honor those cycles yet as we should. Well, I think it's because of the ever increasing, like fast paced world that we live in today. Like mm. you always constantly have to be doing something. We think that that's the reality we've created. That's, I think that's society. I think that's the way society is though. It's kind of like the way society projects things. Yeah. That collective consciousness of go, 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 go. I right. call it, it's the wounded masculine consciousness, um, which has been, you know, prevalent in our, in our society for, uh, couple thousand years now of this like create 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 go 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 take 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 consume 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 right own 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 um and we're killing our planet and we're killing ourselves and we're killing each other um so it is time to slow down <laughs> get back to our our natural rhythms our natural yeah. cycles have you uh, talked to Erin um, Meadows? She's one of my closest sisters. Yeah? Yeah. She's been on the podcast a couple times. I know. hers. <laughs> I, I, I listened. It was powerful. Yeah. Thank you for giving her that space yeah. to... Yeah. Erin's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. I love that lady. Yeah. And her muffins are awesome. Sure. <laughs> Food. Abundance Cafe. Go order Abundance Cafe right now, everybody. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, favorite restaurants or... Kind of restaurants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, uh, do you do this full time? Do you do this stuff full time? Yes. I, I was the director of the Michigan Women's Historical Center and Hall of Fame. Um, and then I quit that job uh, in April of 2022. So it's been over a year now, a year and a half about um, on my own doing my thing as a spiritual entrepreneur. Uh, my business is Goddess Goals LLC. And how, how was that, how was that taken off? Um, it is at the pace that I need it to be. <laughs> um, there is still that part of me within that's like, I need more clients. I need more <laughs> money. I'm ready to buy my own house. I, you know, like I need all of these things. Why am I not like fully, 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 wildly wildly successful yet right um but my nervous system would not be able to handle any more than than what I am being given at any given you know point in time and um the I have also done a lot of work around uh healing my relationship with money and scarcity mentality and and all of these things and I decided before you know right when I quit my job and, and went full-time into my business, I decided that I would always have what I needed. I would always have exactly what I needed. Not any more, not any less. I would learn how to live simply, and um, and I would always have what I needed. I would always have enough money to buy healthy foods and, you know, pay my bills. And, um, and I did that reprogramming, that subconscious reprogramming work to make sure I believed that before I went full-time. And I have always had what I needed. It is wild. And there's, of course, been a few months in this past year and a half where I'm like, oh, you know, mm, like, am yeah. I going to be able to pay rent? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I'm also blessed to have, like, really supportive people in my life who uh, are just 
are just there if I need if I need some some support in any way and um yeah do you find that it's harder to find to get get or get guests uh to get clients um I guess it's kind of the same thing right sure. to get clients uh during this like this height of inflation and the economy just kind of being rough for everybody is it do you do you find it difficult for people to want to pay for an, a service like that that isn't like I guess a necessity for for a lot of people during this type of economy um so that I love that question um I do not pay attention (laughs) (laughs) to the system um I have actively detached and I'm and am actively detaching from the economic powers that be and the rules that they say exist and the, you know, whatever's happening. And um, I am truly, and this is kind of one of those things that receives a lot of judgment and a lot of like, she's a little crazy. Uh, (laughs) But um, I am actively creating my own reality and uh, making my own rules. And, um, the clients that come to me have never had a problem, you know, paying my prices or, or, and the clients that have come to me see it as a necessity. I mean, it's healing, it's therapy. And I believe that therapy, uh, all the forms of therapy, whatever form of therapy works best for you mm-hmm. is a necessity. It is a necessity. And as I'm a somatic therapist, I'm body-based, so uh, which is just slowly starting to um, kind of make headway and, and become a little bit more understood and popular in the Midwest. It's in other places of the world. It's really mm-hmm. understood as uh, as a powerful healing practice. But um, so yeah, so the reality that I've created, the clients that come to see me, the people that resonate with me. Um, you know, they are happy to, to pay my prices and they're happy to like, you know, that that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For no, sure. That's awesome. For sure. And that's like, I think one of my, everybody's biggest fears, right? Like during this time, especially like as a newer business owner, like it's gotta be a little bit terrifying to take that leap totally. to want to like fully invest into this. And then knowing like how society is right now, it's like, are, is people going to come? Are they going to come and use me? Like use my services? Like, it's got to be scary. Absolutely. And I do battle, you know, I'm not like fully detached. I, you know, right, I'm, right. I am, I am very much in this world. I, I, I know that the economy is, you know, all of those, the, the fear based economic kind of ideas that, that pop around. I know that those are important to a lot of people. They are important to some of my clients. And so I know that they too are kind of working through their own, like, should I be paying this much money for, you know, something, um, but something that's not food, water, shelter, you know, basics. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it was, it was terrifying. It, It is still terrifying. I still, I do absolutely. I am not like, you know, fully radically trusting in the unfolding of my journey quite yet. (laughs) I'm on that track, but, um, I still get scared. I, one of the, be- I'll be really, really honest. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that I felt so confident in quitting my job and taking that big leap was because I had a partner that um, was, he was like supportive of me and, and he was, you know, if he needed to pay more of the rent that month, he would. And, um, and just this summer, that relationship ended. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, this summer has been a huge expansion for me, a huge growth period for me. Lots of fears I've been facing. Like, oh, am I going to be able to pay my rent, my all of the rent, everything, you know? Yeah. Am I, am I going to be able to do this? Should I get another job? Should I go back to teaching? Should I, all of those thoughts. And every time I have one of those thoughts and, and almost act, like I've, I've Googled, you know, Lansing Public School, you know, looking at the, the job, um, postings and everything. And every time I do, I feel physically sick. 
my body's like, no, 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 no. And, and I get this overwhelming, whelming sense, this, this message, these messages that say, do you trust me? Do you trust, you know, hold on girl, like Mm -hmm. just hold on and, 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 and keep loving where you are afraid. Keep choosing love over fear. Keep choosing your deep desire to create a better world over scarcity mentality, lack mentality, failure, like all of these fears of judgment, fears of rejection, fear of, mm-hmm. you know. Those are crippling too. Oh. I mean, those hinder your business when you feel that way. Totally. I've gone through cycles where I yeah. just like give in to it <laughs> and, you know, I don't get any bookings. I'm, you know, it's, yeah. Um, now, when somebody signs up for your services, what is what does that look like? Is there, what can they sign up for? Ooh, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, so I, my like, I would say bread and butter. is uh i'm a womb priestess and so um i do womb clearings um and you know this is where i have learned i have been been trained and educated in um the idea that we hold especially as women with wombs um we hold trauma in our uterus in our ovaries in our fallopian tubes in our vaginal canals like in our adrenals, in the, in between our hips. Um, we hold trauma from this life as well as ancestral trauma, our mothers, our grandmothers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we hold it here. And this can manifest as PCOS, endometriosis, painful periods, infertility, uh, rage and anger, um, you know, insane PMS symptoms, like just off the charts, emotional, bipolar, you know, all of these types of things that, um, that have been normalized for women. Um, just like, oh yeah, I am debilitated, you know, before and during my, my menstruation and it's just normal. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is not normal. Do not let the world make you think that that is normal. That is absolutely not normal. And so womb clearings are an energetic as well as physical womb massage, um, as well as a shamanic journey, um, hypnotherapy. It's a, it's, a, it's a combination of like all of my skills, all of my um, techniques and tools that help you to cleanse and clear all of the bullshit <laughs> that yeah. we hold in our womb space. And I have seen results such as like somebody who has not gotten a period for months and months and months has a bleed. I've seen women during, uh, I don't think anybody's actually bled on the table, but, (laughs) (laughs) but within days, within days, um, I have several clients who have dealt with, dealt with infertility pregnant. Um, I have had several clients who have released unbelievable deep, anger towards their father and it's just they they see it they feel it they have compassion for him they you know and, and that's just like the father is just one example mother the mother wound is a big one i heal too on my table um so do they do they have to tell you like what their issues what is what is the process like absolutely so i ask them to come in with an intention you know my intention is to release anger towards my mother my intention is to get pregnant. My intention is to uh, uh, have more easeful and less painful periods, whatever their intention is. Heal endometriosis, right? Get rid of these cysts. I, I'd rather, I want to heal these fibroids without surgery. I'd rather do it holistically. Um, and so whatever their intention is, you know, they come in with that. We, sh- we, we talk about it. They share it. Um, and then uh, I give them a little bit of history, her story about the practice, um, the womb clearing practice, the lineage in which I have been initiated as a priestess. Um, and, and then it is 
uh, I have a massage table and, and we just go from there and it's all intuitive. You know, the whole, the whole practice. I like open the ceremony. I have a couple of things that like ritualistically that I implement in each and every single session, but the actual journey, you know, where I'm massaging, where, what words I'm speaking, what guides come through, what messages come through, what type of energy we're releasing, what type of energy we're calling in. It is all intuitively guided by me as well as the client. It's a co-creative process. How did you learn that? I uh, studied. I, I, um, I studied with uh, the JFL Academy, and I was initiated within the Rose lineage. Um, this lineage goes back all the way to the temples of Isis in Egypt, um, and these practices have been carried and kept alive by many indigenous communities around the world. So I, as a Western white woman, really like to make sure that I give thanks and and honor the indigenous communities in which have kept these practices alive. I personally was initiated through a, uh, a Hawaiian lineage. Um, but uh, there's also a really wonderful woman, Dr. Andrea Hurst, um, in the Lansing area. She is an Arvigo specialist, a Mayan womb massage, and that, that is from the Mayan culture, so Peru, um, uh, mainly Peru, but... Uh, and then, and there's just these communities uh, all over the world, these indigenous communities that are keeping these uh, shamanic, energetic, spiritual-based clearing and cleansing practices alive and are so graciously welcoming in Western women into their, their temples. Do you do anything with men? So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have had a very long healing journey with, with my relationship to the masculine. Um, I am a survivor of sexual assault and abuse. Um, and, uh, I, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a, been a journey. And I am so unbelievably blessed in these past couple of years to have met men John, Evan, uh, Badger. I mean, I, there's quite a few men that I that I could name. Um, you are. Ex- I've tapped into your energy. I would not be here if I if I hadn't already tapped in and felt that you were safe. Um, and you know, there are so many men in our community that are rising up into this this energy, this this higher conscious energy of of wanting to create safe spaces for women. And they've, I've found them or they've found me, you know, and it's, yeah. it's been such an amazing part of my healing journey. Um, and I've just recently opened my movement medicine and magic classes to men. I've had a few that have come through and that's been awesome. Um, but I have not yet worked one-on-one privately with, with a, a, a man. Um, and I'm nervous about that. I am open. So... If you work one on one or privately with a man, with a man, what? I mean, because you just explained what the womb clearing was like. What kind of things would you do on a man? That where, where did they keep a lot of their in their heart? Heart clearings. That is something I'm really passionate about. Uh, working with men, um, helping men to unguard their hearts, open up, um, and also as and eventually, I I would like to move down to their womb. It's called the Hara. So, you know, you don't obviously have the actual like physical organs of a reproductive female system, but um, uh, the you still have an energetic space that is really powerful. It's called the Hara. And men hold a lot of sexual trauma and uh, fear. Our, our community, our, our world, our society has uh, projected a lot of bullshit onto our men. Um, and I think men have become really afraid of their own sexuality, really afraid to, to be sexual beings, um, because they don't trust themselves because they've been taught by our society that they're bad and they're wrong and they're deviant and they're, and of course that has been a huge part of our history. Um, but not all men share that 
you know, have that. It, it's not, it's not a, a one size fits all. Um, and sexual energy is creative energy. And so men, you know, who are suppressed in that way, um, they are unable to cr- help us create a better world, create, you know, and so, and also that, that suppressed sexual energy gets manifested as rage and anger and violence and weird shit incels on the, you know, incels on the internet and like, you know, violence against women. It, it actually, that suppression of that, that sexual energy actually manifests into what we are trying to protect ourselves from. So it's, so that's like a whole nother thing, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, it's something that I am, have become more and more passionate about. We need to come together we need to team up, um, support each other in creating a better world for the next generation, and we need our men. So what other services do you offer? I'm a somatic therapist. So uh, if you're just, if you're like just wanting a little bit, like a little bit less woo-woo, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I help you process trapped emotions, uh, repressed memories through. What is that process like? Uh, so somatic therapy is the combination of breath, sound, movement, and intention. And if God has given you the grace to have all of those abilities to breathe, to move, and to make sound, and to set intentions, then you can heal. Uh, we have everything, everything within us to heal ourselves from whatever it is you need to heal yourself from. We have everything within us to create the life we want to live. Um, uh, we are the entire universe in a microcosm form. So, you know, so let's say a client comes in with the intention of like, I want to, I need to set boundaries with my boss and I am afraid and I don't know how. And uh, we, I have a process of somatically mapping our body, figuring out where in your body you are holding that fear of setting boundaries, stating your needs, you know, speaking up for Mm. yourself and through breath, sound and movement and and the intention, of course, we release that fear. We get that energy out. Emotions are just energy in motion. So that emotion of fear, we move it out, sound it out, (sighs) you know, like really just get it out. And then we replace that We use that energy that we just stirred up, swirled up, and and spat out. We use it, we recycle it as confidence, as uh, knowing that if I state my needs and I get the the salary I deserve or I get the time off I deserve or I, I, you know, take care of myself, then I am in a better position to take care of my community, you know, and, and once we reprogram that belief within that space that was once blocked with fear. How do you reprogram that? Is it with like affirmations? Absolutely. Mantra work is big. Um, certain breath works really help our subconscious mind trust that our body can hold that um, and that we can actually act on that. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of, a lot of brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> put it honestly you know like we're just reprogramming that subconscious mind so it's just changing the way you think exactly changing your beliefs yep yep how often would you have to do that or can you do it in one session i've had some miraculous sessions for sure but just like talk therapy just like any sort of like healing modality it's a practice so it's something that you teach and then they can continue doing, people can continue doing at home. Absolutely. You could absolutely implement your own somatic healing practice. I encourage that. I will give you, I, I send you home with an after, well, I don't send you home with it. I create it and send it to you afterwards An aftercare protocol. So I'm like, you know, do this breath work and say this mantra and do this little tapping and, and this movement and do this for, set your timer for five minutes every morning. I'll see you in six months. Let's see where you're at, you know. And That's the thing about having, like, you, you tell them to do it in the mornings. Morning. Yeah, mornings are important because that's one thing I realize um, 
I developed a morning routine last year and I actually haven't done it in a while, but I noticed a Come significant, on, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a significant benefit when I wake up early and this is what I was doing. I would go for a run, um, like a three mile, three mile run. Um, I'd come home, do a hundred pushups, hundred sit-ups, hundred body weight squats, and then like a three minute plank. And so I got like all the physical, like angst out first thing in the morning. And then from there I would journal about like my goals, things I wanted to do for the day, business goals, whatever it was. And then, um, I would read for 10 to 15 minutes and then I would get ready and go to work. But like doing that every single morning, it only took an hour to do all that. Just one hour. Yeah. And it's it's not, that's not that much time. Just wake up an hour earlier, get all that done, get ready and go to work. But like it had this significant benefit for me, like in my mind, it like reprogrammed like my goals, my desire, things I've wanted to do for the day. Maybe extremely more successful. Absolutely. It's, it's magic. It's, it's, you know, it, it really is so important. And, you know, I, I also have compassion for people who are like, an hour, you know, like the, you know, start small, start yeah. small, you start with start with 20 minutes yeah, and just meditate. Exactly. Exactly. Go for yeah. a walk, right. you know, like shake, Yeah, get it out, get that morning anxiety is something that is a big part of my healing journey as well. I used to experience par- paralyzing anxiety, paralysis, you know, especially, um, it's, it's why I like drank and drugged the way I did. Uh, cause I was trying to escape that. And then, you know, once I got sober, it was intense and I was like, I know why I drank the way I did, you know? Like, <laughs> Were you an alcoholic? Oh yeah. I'm a yeah. recovering alcoholic and addict. Oh. Yep. 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 So what was that process like? Hmm. Um, how long were you in, how long were you in that cycle? Yeah. So I, uh, was raised by alcoholics. Um, alcoholism is a huge part of my, my family history and uh, it was my childhood. Um, and I started drinking when I was 12. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Started drinking seriously when I was 15. Um, and it was off to the races. Off to the races. And I luckily... Burned out fast, hit rock bottom fast. I got sober at 26. Um, I had a psychotic break. I shaved my head, you know, I like cut all my hair off and checked myself into rehab at 26. That was almost eight years ago and I've been sober since, but. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of relapses with nicotine. I was a smoker too. And, um, but, uh, yeah. Did, when, that's such a crazy subject. Um, you just like ran right through that. You started drinking when you were 12. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You started drinking when you were 12 and then heavily at 15. Yeah, I started stealing my mom's beers, Labatt Blues, at, at, <laughs> <laughs> at 12 years old. Wow. Addiction is one of the crazy, it's a crazy thing because like I've had so many people on that um, are recovering addicts of whatever um and recently i just had a guy on who's a friend of mine who is an addict and he just relapsed again he's in rehab right now and it's just crazy because like you one day you're fine but then the next you're you could be completely obliterated and now you're like this different person heading down a completely different path yes and your whole life could just be ruined yeah. Just like that. Yeah. I see it all the time. I'm still very active in the recovery community. Um, I hope to always be active in the recovery community because that is what keeps me sober. Um, but by, by active, what do you mean? Do you like... I go to meetings. Go to meetings like AA? Yes. Yes. How often do you do that? Once a week right now. Yeah. Um, and I go to a women's meeting once a week and... Uh, Early in sobriety, though, I was doing like three, four meetings, you know, um, had sponsor. I don't have a sponsor right now, but I've got uh, other mentors and guides that kind of replace my like AA sponsorship. Um, I have a sponsee. I am a sponsor to somebody in in recovery. Um, but yeah, working with other alcoholics and addicts keeps you sober. And so 
it's it's really important. And then I would think I would think that your line of work also probably helps. Right? Absolutely, uh, and you know, uh, naturally, you know, we we call in what we are. We like attracts like. Uh, a lot of my clients uh, have dealt with uh, substance abuse and of or addiction. Right. You know, addiction right. doesn't necessarily have to be to substances. It could be pornography. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So many different things. So belief systems. We can be addicted to belief systems, you know, like. We could be addicted to anything, honestly. Yeah. And even something good. <laughs> something good could be addictive, like working out too much. Or totally. <laughs> or totally. anything. Food. Yes. I'm addicted to food. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, like, and like even like, uh, you know, a lot of people who, um, who have history with like eating disorders in their history, they can be addicted to uh, eating so clean that you know, if they do have a piece of cake or like whatever, they like beat themselves up about it. And mm -hmm. like that yeah. addiction to perfection is yeah. so debilitating. It's real though. I, I had that. I had that. And that's why that's, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I would follow a, a certain diet mm -hmm. and if I broke that diet, I'm like, man, I'm such a piece of shit. Like, oh, but not anymore. Like I, I'm fine now. Like I, I don't follow specific diets for that reason because I'm like, I, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Like if you do like a carnivore diet or if you do like a paleo diet or a keto diet, whatever it is, like, and you can only eat certain things, but you desire to eat like other things, like you're, a, and you have a cheat day or a cheat meal, you're setting yourself up for failure totally. because then you feel like a failure when you do eat those things. So now I just try to eat as healthy as possible, but still enjoy stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're human. We're here to indulge and, yeah. you know, like. Have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. Trust me, if I could still, you know, have a glass of wine or have a glass of whiskey here and there, I would. But. I'm sorry about that, by the way. I have whiskey over there. It's not at all a thing for me anymore. Okay. I promise. We're good. Um, Like, I totally would, you know, but. It's just zero abstinence and with those things is, is what's best for me. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can't tolerate it, you probably should avoid it. Or if you can't, if you can't handle like the moderate, moderate, I can't even talk. Moderation. The moderation sure. portion of it, you probably shouldn't indulge in it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's just knowing yourself, right? And yeah. like getting really honest with yourself and, and, um. Uh, and accepting that about yourself. So is there a pretty big um, uh, um, recovery um, community in Lansing? Huge, huge, huge recovery community in Lansing. Um, we are really blessed. There are meetings all day, every day. You could, you know, like truly. Um, and like ecstatic dance, for example, is a, is a, is a really wonderful recovery community as well it's not specific to people in recovery but it is you know yeah. for people who want to have fun and express themselves and dance and be free have that like kind of that style of life yeah. sober and and safe so where are those held at those classes so uh as of right now second and fourth sundays i I'm coming from ecstatic dance oh, actually. Okay. Um, 11 a.m. to 12:30 at Luna Center in Bath. Mm. Um, we also just added a conscious clubbing experience um, Friday nights at the Rio Town Marketplace. What does that look like? Uh, have you ever been to the Rio Town Marketplace? Mm, no, I don't think so. It's cool. It's just like a really cool spot. Rio Town in Lansing is just like a really cool spot, um, and. Uh, it's it's amazing music. It's lights. It's so it's like a club. It's a club. It, yeah. We want it to feel like a Friday night. You're going out. You get dressed up. You you know like go on a date. You know go out dancing. Um, but it's sober, and we we make sure that it is sober, um, and it is consent based, and uh, it is intentional, um, and so you get to have that Friday night going out on the town experience and you get to be in bed by 10 and wake up without a hangover. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. H have you seen, um, or have you paid attention to, there's a, like a local bar. I think it's actually in Jackson. Um, I actually have to reach back out to them because I was trying to get them on the podcast, 
but they it's like a bar where they don't serve alcohol but it's like all like mixed drinks but with different mocktails mocktails yeah cool i think it's called zero something bar Ooh. oh let's see here i'm gonna look it up lancy um, needs one of those if we don't have one yet that sounds awesome um down in the basement yeah i had like a a wi-fi extender but it's not working right now um okay here it is it's on the screen Ooh. so yeah, it's 0% alcohol, 100% of fun. Oh, my God. It's a mobile service of non-alcoholic beverages. It's the first of its kind in Jackson, Michigan, and surrounding areas. It was founded in August 2022 by two women who believe adults of drinking age deserve exhilarating, healthy choices. Yes. We specialize in non-alcoholic alternatives that provide the flavor and experience of an adult beverage without the compliant uh, complications of alcohol. They're lower in calories, too. Yes. It's like, look at that. It looks like a real drink. <laughs> oh, for sure. These are the two women that. Oh my God, I love it. them. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a cool concept. Yes. All right. Who is listening to this who's going to uh, start Lansing's first sober bar? You should do it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm actually uh, very much so a hermit. So I am an introvert. I uh, need a lot of alone time. And so being, I have been a bartender. Um, and yeah, I, uh, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. That's kind of funny that you say. But you I like to go, I, you know, there, I do have times where I'm like, I want to be out. I want to, you know, socialize. I want to play. I want to yeah. dance and have fun and flirt and be silly and, you know. Yeah. And. I mean, as much as you don't like people, you do need people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as as much as I like, like people, David. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And what I'm saying is like as much alone time as you think you need, like you do need to be around people too. 100%. Because that's like the worst thing that you could do to somebody is not have people around them. Totally. I think that's like was one of the hardest parts about the the pandemic and everything. I think that was like. I could have gone a couple more months. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love your honesty. Totally. <laughs> I thrived. Yeah, I did too. I did. <laughs> well, you've also like you set yourself up. Like this is amazing. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, that was actually part of COVID, the whole COVID thing. Yeah. We we found out we were at work, we were getting a couple months off and we we're like, well, what are we going to do? And we're like, well, we could remodel our basement. So, like, we went out the day that we found out that we we're like it was our last day at work. We went to Home Depot, ordered a bunch of stuff, had it like delivered, and so we just worked in our basement the whole time. So cool, yeah. And like, work. and then everything at the store shut down, like the paint depart department and everything couldn't get paint. So then we're like, man, what do we do? So we found out that if you order Sherwin Williams paint, like over the phone, you just go online, pick out the color on online. Um, They'll like mix it up for you and then set it outside and just go and pick it up. We're like, this is awesome. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, we, uh, we remodeled our whole basement and didn't really have to leave. That's amazing. And you guys have done an amazing job. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, I actually wish I started the podcast during COVID because I, I would be way more successful. I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> You are successful. Well, you thank you. You are successful. You are, uh, a a leader in our community, like big time. And um, I know a lot of people look at you that way and see you that way and feel that way about you. And it's just going to expand and expand and expand. And it's going to expand perfectly with your nervous system's capability of holding more and more and more. And I'm excited for you. I'm excited for this community. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I'm, I'm glad that you came on to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love talking about real shit. You know, like 
having real conversations. Yeah, and that's something we don't have much of. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the it's it is one of the reasons why like I am an introvert cuz I don't know how to small talk. I'm super super fucking awkward and like <laughs> that's how i feel most of the time yes <laughs> when people are like talking about the weather and they're like antsy they're uncomfortable in their bodies and you're just like can we just not talk like let's just <laughs> you know that's like why i love communities like ecstatic dance and and movement medicine and and you know all of these like ceremonial spaces where we get to just mm. we get to be with each other but we we don't feel forced to engage yeah we just and we are engaging absolutely but like it with our breath and music and sound and and i love a good song circle um that's one thing i really liked about um like i've never actually done crossfit but i've done like i've I've had a membership at a a gym that was called a functional fitness and so mm -hmm. it was kind of like a crossfit type of gym um but you're doing these like group workouts together and so you're all suffering together. You're not really talking. <laughs> you're not really talking. You're sweating. You're like yeah. working out like hard. Um, but you have this camaraderie like this, like we're all equal in what we're doing. We're all str- going through the struggle together. You're kind of talking here and there, like making jokes or whatever, like this sucks. Um, but at the end of it, you have like this sense of community because we all went through the same thing together. Mm. And it, I don't know, it just helped build this like, communal environment yes. and i would assume it'd probably be the same thing for like the ecstatic dancing and, and yoga and meditation yoga is the same way too totally these body-based you know these body-based community practices are so unbelievably healing so and it doesn't yeah. matter what it is if it's crossfit or if it's like uh you know like uh, even if you're just like working out with the boys lifting with the boys yeah. and like you yeah. all have your own headphones on and everything you're you're still with each other you're supporting each other like you're there struggling together it's yeah absolutely i just did a marathon um a couple weeks ago Ooh. and it was one of the what was cool about it was i was i did it by myself but i had a couple friends that did the half marathon and so i wasn't running with them but Towards the end, I had four miles left. And I was running with this lady. Don't even know who she was. I was keeping pace with her, though. And I'm like, I'm, as long as I can keep up with her, I'm good. And uh, so I just kept pace with her. Towards, like, I think mile, like two miles to go, um, I just started talking to her. I caught up to, like, where I was side by side with her. And her and I were running together. And I just started talking to her. And um, we built, like, this, like, I don't know, this, like, friendship just in that moment. Don't know her name now. Don't even know who she is. But, like, we were just talking, like, trying to get each other to go through this this finish this marathon together and that helped push us like to be able to finish but then like towards the end my friends that ran the half marathon joined me and they ran the rest of the way Hmm. and i don't remember where i was going with this but it was a it was the sense of like community that you had with them that helped push me to continue going Hmm. that was really cool yeah it was a cool experience make me emotional <laughs> that's where you were going with that it's just like just reminding us of the power of community and support and you know true connection real connection surrounding yourself with people that you can have that with yes. i mean there are people that will just drag you down mm. but if you can find the people that are supportive no matter what and are there for you then that's what matters oh 100%. We it's diet. We are the people we surround ourselves with. Absolutely. We yeah. are the people's the the people we consume, you know? Yeah. We are their energy. We are their belief systems. We are we are their judgments. We are their projections. We are their bullshit. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Is there anything else? I don't even know what we've <laughs> talked about. Honestly, this has I been like, we've just been like in a bubble of just like vulnerability <laughs> and like love and truth. And this has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this. I, whenever I do a podcast and it's always like an hour in, I'm like, okay, this is starting to get good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been. Has it been an hour? It has. It's been an hour and four minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I try to keep them around an hour. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always like an hour, like right around an hour. I'm like, okay, now we're like comfortable to the point where we can just talk. Yeah. I know. If we ever do this again, we'll have to do, we'll like start with some like partner breath work. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll just get right into the nitty gritty shit. 
Yeah, we could start f- by filming it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we can definitely do it again. Yeah. Yeah, just let me know when. For sure. Awesome. Um, do you have a website or anything? I do. Uh, my website is thegoddessgoals.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, Goddess Goals LLC. Um, I have a personal Facebook, Megan Rosalie as well. Um, Instagram is Meg underscore Goddess Goals LLC. Um, I think that is, those are all my ways to connect. Um, I serve my clients out of the White Rose Goddess Temple in East Lansing. Um, Where's that at? It is right downtown East Lansing. Um, It is on University Drive. It's like basically right on campus. Um, And it's in a private neighborhood. It's uh, a space in a private residence. And it's Mm -hmm. really beautiful. And... um, and of course, like I'm out of Luna Center as well, Ecstatic Dance, uh, the Rio Town Marketplace. Uh, Ecstatic Dance is also going to be moving into People's Church right downtown East Lansing. Um, and uh, I'm also going to be helping out uh, supporting um, Inner Peace Sacred Arts, Alicia Bruce. You should have her on your podcast. Hook me up. She's incredible. Um, she just opened a, uh, holistic, uh, apothecary. So all of these like, where's that, uh, uh, Hazlitt. Oh, I know Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. met her. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her, uh, fiance is, um, uh, crap. What's his name? Landon. Landon. Thank you. I work with Landon. No way. Yeah. You work at GM? I do. That's amazing. Yep. Oh, wow. Speaking of which, Landon wanted to do the podcast. I got to reach out to him, too. Landon would be an amazing, <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's yeah. got so much cool wisdom and knowledge. Yeah, and Landon's a cool guy. I like him. Yeah. And then uh, Alicia's cool, too. Yeah, totally. She's got yeah. an incredible story as well and um, a lot of wisdom, a lot of inspiration. So, And and she's just opening an apothecary um, at her space, in her Peace Sacred Arts. Yeah, so. I, ch- I checked that space out. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's happy holistic happy hour on Fridays, which is fun, and um, yeah, so many different spaces. Lansing is like is expanding, is rising, raising its consciousness. There are so many conscious communities popping up, health based healing communities, spiritual communities, uh, somatic based communities, communities where you can connect truly deeply with people and uh, heal and let your freak flag fly, and you know, just. Uh, Awesome. Well, thanks, Megan. Thanks for doing this. This was a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to doing it again. Yay. Thanks, Megan. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.